bringing you our weekly show and podcast called We Got Your Six at Six, Patriot Playtime. Every week we bring you a new guest. Well, actually not always new, but anyway, we bring you a guest and then we bring you new musicians and we share all the good and sometimes not so good things happening in our world. Tonight will be amazing. You are going to absolutely love our guests tonight. So stick around and learn what you can. I do want to mention um, that it is Memorial Day tomorrow, and so let's keep all of our, oh gosh, all of our past military in mind and in prayer. Um, we need to mention, and we'll explain more of this um, later as well, but we're going to mention Bobby and Pe Peggy Kretzinger with Operation Texas Strong, super strong and amazing people. And we also want to thank AutoZone of Terrell, Texas, for being an amazing sponsor um, for our event last night. So thanks to those people. It is 28 May, 2023. We have the most amazing guest tonight. Uh, this week, we have got Dr. Bob Adams. I had to think through three or four titles, but it's Dr. Bob Adams um, with his. Um, so we also have Swords and Saints, Swords and Seals. Um, he's going to fill us in what he's been up to lately, what he's got coming up, and oh my goodness, who he is and what he's done. Um, it's going to be a great time. We just got to spend some, some time with him, getting to know him before the show here. And then we are hoping all worlds of technology turn out amazing. And Jim Anthony, who is right from our neck of the woods up in Minnesota, um, he's going to be here to delight us with his music. Um, hang on tight, and we're going to get you all there. Before we do get started tonight, however, we would like you to take off your hats, stand if you can, put your hand over your heart, and join us with the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Good evening, and here we are. Oops, whoa, creepy, creepy creeper coming in. 
Um, I have lost control. Oh, oh, there we go. I lost control of my um, my pointer for a minute. We're here. We did it. We are here. So I'm going to excuse Peterson and I from any mishaps that come up here because uh, we are in the lobby at the courtyard, Marriott DFW Airport. Um, we're going to talk about our event later, but that's why we're here. Stop adjusting my computer. I'm please. sorry. I'm like this. <laughs> oh my goodness. So we are here, Jonathan. Jonathan's got us to, uh, I don't know. I'm going to say he's going to keep us straight tonight, but he's had his own fun this weekend. So uh, yeah. we'll see how that goes. And you got a Warriors and Whiskey little banner behind you there? Yes, that's what yeah. that is. Well, we're going to also throw a big thank you out there to Deborah, who is the uh, Dallas ambassador of Warriors and Whiskey, um, who came out and hung out with us last night. Superstar. Oh, Superstar. Awesome. Um, she came and she, she hung out and she, she was there. I mean, there was times we had to walk away from our responsibilities and she stood there and, and took care of us and yeah. superstar. If you guys, Warriors and Whiskey, we're stealing her from you. So I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll give her all the bourbon she needs to come work for the people's face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was a rock star. Um, Lee, we are not home yet. Um, we are stuck, stuck in the amazing, sweltering armpit smell of that. I'm, that's a joke. That's a joke. Um, <laughs> I love Texas. So you we know, are in Texas, Texas. And, you know, the pool's right there. I wish we were sitting in the pool instead of. No, that's a lie, too, because uh, we enjoy doing this. This is the. Oh, mission. I thought you were going to say doing this. No. In the pool. Oh, that. oh, that could be that. would have been fun. Can we put you it can, on the floaty? Should we try that? Real you got quick? your swim trunks on. You go. Yeah. It was um, raining, so we came in. Pat Cornwell, um, law enforcement out in Thermopolis, Wyoming. Good to have you here, brother. Uh, I really need to get that cat back that your officer found. I, we're, we're, if you can get that to us, I'd greatly appreciate it. Um, I hope you caught that. That's a purebred, purebred feline species that. Uh, I miss it, and we are good. I need it back. It seems so. very similar, a mix between raccoon and diabetes <laughs> or something. I don't know. Uh, Lee, you watch your mouth, buddy. I, I need to, everyone needs to chill out a little bit here because we do have a colonel in the house, not only a colonel, a doctor. Dr. Bob is in the house, and uh, he, we, he deserves the respect from all of you, so just stop. Stop. With the fun. We got to stop with the fun. Yeah, be yeah. No, be I'm serious. I mean, he, he played with Delta Force. So, I mean, I'm kind of on a high right now because you don't necessarily get to just hang around and rub elbows with people like this all the time. Wait, let's go back. Because we were having this conversation. This guy, Lee, look at his words. Look at his words real close. This guy is Minnesota. But you see no. young in there, right? Yeah. So I'm kidding. He's actually from Louisiana himself. So. <laughs> We'll give him. We'll give him. And then we do have Jeremy Daniels, who um, we'll have a chat. Jeremy, you are always here, and you are always amazing. And uh, Jeremy Daniels, this is your show. Oh, Jonathan, you wanna? Would you like to run through the news quick? Yes, I got that. Okay. All right. Um. Uh, so we're finishing up May, and May is a 
National Military Appreciation Month, which Congress designated me as the National Military Appreciation Month in 1999 to ensure that the nation was given the chance to publicly show their appreciation for troops past and present. May was chosen because it already has many individual days marked to note our military's special achievements, including Loyalty Day, Victory in Europe Day, which commemorates the end of World War II in Europe, 1945, and Children of the Fallen Patriots Day. Uh, May is also Mental Health Awareness Month. It's a time to raise awareness of and reduce the stigma surrounding behavioral health issues, as well as highlighting the ways how mental health and addiction can affect all of us. Uh, today, yes, May 28th, uh, is World Hunger Day. And World Hunger Day is uh, observed every May 28th to raise awareness about the more than 820 million people living in chronic hunger and to encourage action to bring this to an end. According to the Hunger Project, hunger kills more than AIDS, malaria, and tuberculosis combined. 17 million babies are born undernourished each year as their mothers are also malnourished. May 29th which is tomorrow, is Memorial Day. Uh, Memorial Day usually uh, brings up thoughts of hamburgers and hot dogs and swimming pools and summertime for a lot of Americans. It's a day off that we get to just go have fun. But um, it's, it's a holiday that's, that's it's got a lot of uh, somber American history and tradition with it. And the day actually began as Decoration Day following the Civil War when mourners placed flowers on the graves of Union and Confederate soldiers. Although Memorial Day has also come to signify the unofficial start of summer, it's important to remember the heroes who made all of it possible. Memorial Day is a day to honor the men and women who served and sacrificed their lives in service of the armed forces of the United States. I got to say, I did actually pray. So, Dr. Bob, we were talking about being a teacher and and just introducing some of the ways of respect and and the world to I have eighth graders. Um, one of our chats this week, this last week, was um, the thank you or the have an awesome weekend or happy Memorial Day weekend. Um, and I just said, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily happy. It's happy because you get to spend time with your family. It's not happy because of the people that were missing. And I, and I did, a lot of times these are refer, referred to as our real heroes. Those who didn't come back are the real heroes. And I know that's a lot of the brothers and sisters talk about it that way. And so I try to really make that distinction for, for up and coming young adults that this is the more memorial. This is when we really respect and honor those who have gone on and you want to say thank you, you save it as your civilian lives. Save it for that Veterans Day. Thank you. Um, yeah, I can only hope that by teaching the youth, it will carry on into their futures and and hopefully make that a thing. Um, I just wanted to share my Memorial Days, and I'm not there this weekend, but of my 50-some years, many of those Memorial Days have been spent in my grandparents' town. And it's a tiny little town and they're not there anymore. Um, but my dad has many, many, many cousins and their cemetery is probably getting close to as big as their population. 
living in town. And they do this amazing, and my uncle used to be in charge of the cemetery and my aunt carries on a lot of it now. Um, and they do this amazing celebration where uh, for the week ahead of time, they put up a flag all around. So the flags are cut, I'm, there's over 200 some flags um, around the cemetery and lining the driveways for every veteran who, or for every past veteran who's in the cemetery. And then if there are new, if, if anyone dies throughout that year who was a veteran, um, they then present a flag to the family and then raise a flag in the, that veteran's honor. And it is the most cool, amazing, um, touching. I just, I don't know. I got to play taps a couple of times in high school, and those would have been a couple of times that I missed the celebration. But um, my cousin's husband plays taps, and then they do the 21-gun salute, and it's amazing it is amazing and the little kids used to recite i think they were third graders used to recite the declaration of independence and those small town celebrations like that just i hate missing it every time i have to miss it but i try i try not to and that's what it's about that's what it's about is visiting and remembering saying their names keeping their memories alive so that's that's my piece I just wanted to share. I'd like to share a little piece too. And this is not going to be popular for everyone because I do want to state, and please anyone on the panel that wants to have their statements, please share it as well. Um, Memorial Day is a public holiday. And just because it's a public holiday doesn't mean everyone's educated. Kind of in the fact that not everyone's educated when they go to polls to vote, but they go and vote. They, they want to celebrate a holiday. And Memorial Day is a day of celebration. It is a day, and there is nothing happy about Memorial Day. So I, I do want to clear that it, it's not a happy piece, but it is still a piece that I think our society wants to celebrate, which is a good thing. Um, our our common folk, our our, our people that um, don't take the time to be educated specifically in this area, um, mean zero harm in saying happy memorial day they mean zero harm in in those statements they're they're saying i'm what i say with you i'm with you we are with you and i think that's an important piece to remember um there's the unfortunate fortunate piece that i do think our, our military and our patriots and those people that have bought into and and believe in the concept of where America has started and where it's become, who understand what uh, Memorial Day is, who understand what uh, Veterans Day is, who understand what, what the actual definition of these pieces are, veterans and first responders and those who are, this is where we get snobby. Are, are people, we the people who don't, and again, it's an education. I won't use the word ignorance because that's not a happy feeling no, word either. It, but they're they're not educated in the space. Um, they want to celebrate a holiday that they've been given and has been voted on and has been accepted by our country as a holiday. Holidays are happy days. And so please don't. There is a piece that I do think we need to go through a process of education, but it's a time and place. It's like, thank you for your service. Some see that as, as a, a positive piece and some see that as a, you know, that was my job. That's what I meant to do. That's what I wanted to do. Um, receive it with grace. And I think that's to our positive messaging, receive it with grace. 
and uh, realize that their intent is not to hurt or harm. And I think that gets us to a way better place. And uh, right now, at that moment, may not be the time to educate them. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, use use your platforms to educate along the way. And not everyone's going to receive. I, I've got plenty of students that sit in my classroom that don't receive or want to receive the education that I'm giving them. And, that, and I get that. Um, receive it with grace. And we'll get it. Look at this. Jim... Are we doing okay, brother? I know you're frustrated. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I hey, good thing. I hope you can hear me okay. Maybe you are perfect. You're great. I you know so I've been watching Jim for probably about three or four months now, and he is on his game and he is technologically driven. And tonight was one of our nights where we were yeah. just his frustration was on his side, and we're like Everything will be okay. And so I, I, from the time you came on to this moment now, we see the smile. It's good. <laughs> it's great. We're all good. Thank you for being here. Thank you for taking the extra work, time, and frustration to make it happen. We have Dr. Bob here. Um, Andrea said in the intro there were several. We wanted to know. This esteemed gentleman is, is a colonel, and not only a colonel, but – He's served in several armed forces, and he's with us tonight, and we are blessed. Um, we have a, had an amazing blessed weekend, is what I get to say, uh, with being down here in Capel, Texas, uh, for our shock and awe event, and then just be able to come back on a Sunday night and be able to be blessed with you. You got your your socks are going to fall off tonight with the music from Jim Anthony, and. Just the amazing message from uh, Dr. Bob, which we did. What's the right word? Vetted. We vetted. We we asked questions because do we call you Colonel? Do we call you Doctor? Do we call you El Supreme Commander? What do we call you? And uh, he's excited about Dr. Bob, and so we're excited to have Dr. Bob with us. <laughs> Thanks for being here, gentlemen. I was just going to comment on um, Jonathan. Jonathan, you look great, and you're doing really well. Holding in your excitement. He's been listening to Jim's music weeks now, <laughs> talking about it, telling us about it, and asking if, if we've been listening as well. And so he's in awe a little bit right now that you're right here in the square box next to him. The crazy funny part is me and Andrea generally are in Minnesota, not down in Dallas, Texas. And Jonathan's down in Louisiana, and he's like, hey, guys, I've got this new artist. He's amazing. Zero argument. And he's in this town called Buffalo, Minnesota. I'm like, <laughs> WTF? Are you kidding me? He's 40 minutes from my back door. What is going on? Why haven't we found this guy yet? You guys are going to be amazed tonight. So I just, I just want to open the door. Does anyone have any comments uh, based on our, our dialogue and interlogue at the start of this conversation or the show? Nobody wants to go first. You know, I, I want to say one thing. I appreciate you guys bringing up the comment about uh, Memorial Day. Um, yesterday, I was at an all-veterans place, and someone rode with me to volunteer. And uh, we actually had a brief conversation um, about this because for him growing up, you know, uh, Memorial Day was about going to Grandma and Grandpa's gravesite uh, that didn't serve. And uh, that's that's pretty common, you know. It's pretty common, and so um, I I appreciate 
your outreach in this in this podcast, the things that you do. Bottom line is, you said that you know when you're in the classroom, you don't. Not everybody's wanting to pay attention and receive the message, right? Um, but the reality is, is there are people like me who need to do more and need to do better to increase awareness to what really Memorial Day is, really what Veterans Day is. And quite frankly, um, and you know, I'll be playing True American Hero, uh, who our True American Heroes are, um, and that that will bring things back in line. But uh, we have to stand up one at a time and use our voices. Well, and I'll, I'll throw in too, that Memorial Day is different than Veterans Day as we're remembering our far fallen service members. You know, and, and, and I love that around the country, there's lots of veterans um, graves that are covered with American flags right now. It's happening here in Raleigh, North Carolina and our veterans cemeteries and, you know, in Arlington National Cemetery right now where four generations of my family are buried and where I'll be the fifth generation to be buried. There's all those graves have flags on them and volunteers and putting, you know, thousands and thousands of flags out for this day and will again on, you know, on the special days that we, we recognize the sacrifice of our soldiers. But it's, uh, I think it's, it's, it's middle America and the rest of America that, you know, just walking out there with your child to put a flag on grandma, granddad's or great granddad's grave, you know, it was very moving for me to go out and find my two great, great grandfathers who fought in the civil war buried at Arlington and then track it down through the generations go, wow. You know, it's, 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 it's a moving experience without having to say much. We had some amazing dialogue with uh, Dr. Bob before the show. And, and, you know, what's the definition of a hero? Who's a hero? What's a hero? It's changed a little bit of on our, in our society, in our country. But ultimately, the great thing is people care. And the thing is, we can be in the same room and care at the same time, regardless of our ideology. Um, I, we need to remember not everyone stands or sits over anybody else. Um, we're all in this together, and we'll figure it out. It is so awesome to see this uh, a newcomer to our, our network. Um, we have every day Saturday, United States Marine Corps veteran. What's going on, family? Good to see you, brother. Uh, we got Lee Williams in the house, Pat Cornwell, Jeremy Daniels we already addressed. Um Always, uh, we support and are have a good advocate with Bourbon Battle Buddies. You're in the house. Well, that's Jonathan, but I mean, <laughs> it, it's not just it's the John. The commissioner couldn't make it. He had to go eat supper. <laughs> the commiss- commissioner's out for the moment. He's probably eating escargot or something and just living the high life. I, I know how that goes. That goes with the title. He gets to pick what he wants to do when. Amen. Yeah, Amen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yep. Um, so I want to welcome Dr. Bob. I mean, he's already been commenting and such, but uh, I'd like to hear more about what you're getting done in the world, brother. What tell us about your service and who you are and uh, what you're working on right now. All right, you know, quick summary of 36 years in two uniforms, as you said, been 18 years in the Navy after graduating from the Naval Academy, but switch services having made commander in the Navy SEAL teams, I took that hat off and put on my second lieutenant's hat in the Army to go to medical school and uh, start a career as 18 more years as an Army doctor. Um, That was kind of a fun transition because 
showed up on Fort Bragg with a Navy SEAL patch on my Army uniform. The Delta Force guys came knocking. I was able to serve with them four years as the command surgeon. Uh, and then after that, uh, took care of the 82nd Airborne people on Fort Bragg, and they got mobilized to Iraq, and I went with them. And so I spent my wartime in, in Iraq as an Army doctor, um, retiring in 2006, and still loved being a family, family physician. Really loved that with pediatrics and delivered my own babies and had a, just had a lovely experience in the military, came into the civilian world to discover it's different than the military world, challenges that are, that are all money-based. And um, so I built my own clinic in the out, just outside of Raleigh, North Carolina, and ran that until about two years ago uh, when I transitioned to part-time and I, I work as a doctor for the uh, Job Corps Center near me, taking care of uh, underprivileged kids aged 15 to 25. That uh, is a very rewarding experience. And uh, my mission, since you asked for that, has evolved out of the passage last year of the PACT Act. And for you know, any most veterans know about this. We um, we say it's because of burn pits, but in fact. It's the Congress of the United States acknowledging that the military is an inherently dangerous place and exposure to multiple hazards, Agent Orange in Vietnam and burn pits in Afghanistan and Iraq have created an awareness of multiple cancers that are occurring in the brain and in the lungs and in the endocrine system of the human body of our soldiers, sailors and Marines and boom, as soon as it passed, I went, oh my gosh, they specifically mentioned glioblastoma as a tumor. And I went, wait, that's what my Navy SEAL classmate died of in 2009. And because of my years in the military and working with veterans, I said, that means his wife is suddenly available to have compensation and probably backdated to 2009 because back when he was dying, of this universally fatal cancer, he applied to the VA and they denied it as not service connected because the research hadn't been done. Now it's officially no proof required. You got glioblastoma, you're entitled to benefits. And I just got a grateful phone call from her two weeks ago saying the uh, Veterans Affairs people are sending her a check for $213,000 backdated to to 2009 plus a stipend for the rest of her life and to help her now raise her children and grandchildren. But because of that success story, I'm now on a search for more widows that we can help. And so anybody that's listening that knows a widow of a soldier, sailor, or Marine that's died of almost any cancers, uh, get them in touch with the veteran service officers and the VA is standing by to spend the money and, and, and right this horrible wrong. So that's, I'm on my third widow right now and uh, feeling really good about the ability of the VA to, in fact, respond very quickly and very appropriately to these, let's play catch up. But the widows are out there and they don't know they have, they don't know they have benefits. They're entitled to something called dependence and indemnity compensation, DIC. And it can be backdated to the time of filing, not the time of death. So 
And even if they didn't file, it's it's backdated with disability upgrades. It brings education benefits to the children. It brings medical benefits to the wife and children. So this is not this is not a small thing. This is a major big deal. And in every community somewhere, there's a soldier, sailor, marine, and or their widow that could benefit from these changes. So that's my new mission. I appreciate the fact that in a lot of times we always lift up and raise up the family members, the support members, those who didn't sign up for the mission because they get stuck dealing with all the pieces that unfortunately fall in place or don't fall in place after they're caring for those who have served. And so I appreciate that mission. Um, I'm not going to, I don't mean to put you on the spot. I do. When we shared this at the very beginning, we do have one member on this show who is uh, paying attention at this moment, who, who might need a little help uh, moving in a direction. And uh, we've already shared that information with you. And so, uh, and you're open to that, Dr. Bob? Oh, of course. And in fact, if you're talking about our gentleman who uh, had multiple sclerosis, I would share that my son-in-law, is that who we're talking about? Yes. He, multiple sclerosis. It is also a service-connected presumptive diagnosis. Key word here for non-military, non-veteran people is if you have a presumptive diagnosis like glioblastoma, lung tumors, or whatever, um, and you served, um, you don't have to show proof of service connectivity. It's presumptive. It's automatically approved. And so uh, what I would, the only requirement for the multiple sclerosis connection is five years. Within five years of you leaving the service, if you develop multiple sclerosis, the government says, it's our fault. We're responsible. Let's get you your disability payments and take care of your medical, 100% of your medical. So for that gentleman, um, you need help. I put my one of my websites up under my name, There's you know, swordsandseals.com. It's got a way to connect with me directly. You can feel free to email me. Um, I'll, I'll put my my email out there. Buds eighty one. Buds was my eighty one was my Navy SEAL training class. Buds eighty one at AOL. You reach out to me individually, and I'll help. The uh, it, it's not hard, but it is it is a process. And if you don't know the right people to talk to, it gets harder. So you don't have to do it alone. The uh, American Legion posts and the Disabled American Veterans posts in every town knows exactly where the veteran service officers are. So for those of you with MS and didn't know that you have a military benefit, or for those of you with know that these previously denied cancers are now officially approved, find a veteran service officer and start the process. Thank you for everything you're doing, Dr. Bob. Don't go anywhere. Um, okay. We have plenty more to ask and a lot, just so much intrigue. Um, so I'm just going to go there for a little bit. Sorry, Jim. We'll get we're right. <laughs> Roughly 3% of our country is enlisted. I mean, you can, that number slides about one, 1.5%, but uh, roughly 6% of our country is, is a, is a veteran or has served previously. Um, Dr. Bob, how many of them have been able to be both a Navy SEAL and Delta Force? Can you, you know that percentage? Um, well, 
That's really the question. There's not, there are at least four Navy SEALs that became Army doctors that I know of, but I'm the only one that became a del- doctor at Delta Force. So it's a, it is an, an unusual number. And it's funny though, I'll, I will tell for my Navy friends, all three of the other ex-Navy SEAL doctors who are friends of mine now, because uh, we're a sort of unique club. When I asked them, why did you switch uniforms, you know, to go into the uh, army? The answer always included, I didn't like ships very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, ships aren't for everybody. Um, and I mean, I, I don't know your stature. I, I know I would not do well on a ship. Um, yeah. Anyone over six foot is not, it's not meant for you. Um, I had a friend who was a, a, a nuke on a sub, and uh, he was about my size, and he was pretty miserable for his term of enlistment because uh, they go underwater for a year at a time. I, I don't know if people know this, but those guys are forget yeah. that nonsense. So he gave me a perfect opportunity to plug my yeah. first book, Six Days of Impossible, Navy SEAL Hell League. It talks about... These, these 11 guys, there were 70 of us that started SEAL training, only 11 of us made it. And the, almost all of us had spent some time on a ship at sea before we came to SEAL training. And all of us said, you know, you're just going to have to kill me before I'm going to go back to that. Major <laughs> motivator. <laughs> that is. That'll push it. Yeah. That is awesome. Jimmy Anthony. <laughs> Patriot player, passion pours from you. Tell us your story, brother. Yeah, guilty of the latter. Um, Singer-songwriter from 1996 to 2015, I recorded nine albums, uh, a few in Nashville, a few in uh, Texas, and a couple in Minnesota, plus, I think, a handful of singles I've written with and for a number of artists. Um, and I retired from the music scene in 2015. And uh, I actually thought I was done with the music. I was pretty burnt out, but as it turned out, I wasn't done with music. And actually what it can do, I was burnt out with the music industry. And I was burnt out with, uh, you know, the I guess the process and um, I guess really losing the ability to be an artist anymore. And so I just hung it up in 2015 and enjoyed some time with my wife and my kids and did a whole bunch of other things. During the, uh, I guess, the pandemic, um, I had a lot of spare time on my hands, sitting in this room. And, uh, you know, one one thing led to another, uh, which actually ended up uh, with the loss of a friend of mine who was was a Marine uh, and and ended his battle um, with PTSD, actually a year ago yesterday. And uh, so I wrote a song called True American Hero. It's his story. Uh, it's the story of him uh, and his time as, as you know, special operation and special operations, five deployments and and actually a contractor for years after that. Um, that's not the first one, um, unfortunately. And, you know, a couple of other things have just happened along the way. So anyways, I wrote this song called True American Hero about him and I sent it uh, long story short to a producer friend of mine in Nashville 
um, who actually is a great writer. And I said, give me some feedback. That's what we do a lot. Give me some feedback on my song, expecting him to say, knock the cobwebs off or go back into retirement. Uh, and he said, that's an absolutely amazing song. You should record it. And I said, I don't know if you got the memo, but I was done in 2015. Um, and he went into the studio and recorded all the music for me with a bunch of session players in Nashville and sent him to me and said, um, you're, you're not going to be a very nice guy if you don't record the vocals because you just put me out a bunch of time, energy and money. So being Minnesota nice, I recorded the vocals and I sent them to him. And then that led me to writing another song and then another one and then another one, um, because that's the way creativity works sometimes, right? I think uh, most people that do anything creatively understand that, uh, which led me to uh, write and record and release an album called Here to Stay um, after seven and a half years of retirement. Um, one thing I can say to you is my mission for music is a lot different. I'm not trying to make it in the music scene. I'm trying to increase awareness to what's going on with our two American heroes to honor our veterans. I'm trying to give perspective uh, to things. My daughter was in law enforcement. She just had a baby. So I'm a grandpa and I'm, uh, she's taking a little bit of time off with the baby. And I'm, uh, you know, maybe may a very long time, I hope. Um, but nonetheless, um, you know, she was in that. And so just trying to increase awareness to the reality of, of what that is and what that should mean to us because we become detached as a society. Um, and then I, I wrote a follow-up song that I actually just re uh, released about two weeks ago. It's called It's Not Me, It's You. It's actually, a, it's a breakup song. It's a very traditional country kind of breakup song, but you have to get all the way to the end of the song before you realize it's not breaking up. Actually, friends of mine have said, I've been married for 26 years. They got three quarters of the way through the song and they said, are you okay? Are you and Kristen doing okay? You're going through a divorce. What's going on? And I said, no, why? And they said, man, I'm, I pulled, I had one guy who said, I pulled over to the side of the road. I'm crying my eyes out. I can't even see to drive. And I, I said, we're fine. Listen to the rest of it. Then call me back. And you get to the end and it says, I want to break up with depression, PTSD, and anxiety as a result of the trauma from their service. So I've kind of become with unintentionally this, this guy that does a whole bunch of stuff for veterans musically. And I'm okay with that up to and including if we have time, I'd, I'd love to tell you at some point. Uh, what I was up to yesterday, because I believe I believe music can be extremely powerful. I will say this: I know it doesn't take away anyone's trauma. I don't I don't pretend to think that that's the case, but if someone can get four minutes or four and a half minutes of a little bit of hope, a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of encouragement, and then something else comes along the way, they're like dominoes. Um, and that's what I'm trying to do: is use music. Music's incredibly powerful. If I stood up and told the story of true American hero and just in front of an auditorium, I would get a certain amount of um, attention. The, the subject would get a certain amount of attention, but I play the song and it's complete different response. And in, in fact, here I'll, I'll say this, then I'll pause. Uh, Cause Mark knows this. I am very passionate about this. Uh, you said one hour, I don't have to be anywhere until nine 30 tomorrow morning. So I can, I can do this. <laughs> I can do this. Um, I did a, I did a concert for a whole bunch of veterans a few months ago when I actually my first one back out of coming out of retirement, music retirement. And there was a, there were probably about 150 people uh, at this in this auditorium. And there was a gentleman who grabbed a folding chair and he was sitting about 50 feet back behind everyone. And the whole thing that I played for 90 minutes, because I tell stories, I encourage, I inspire, I play songs, I weave stories through the songs and it's more of an experience slash concert. 
I got to the end of that concert, and this guy that was sitting off in isolation waited for a while, and he came up and he talked to me. I'll never forget this. He said this stuff, would say to a musician at a concert, he said, hey, man, I love your music. Thank you for coming. I appreciate you. I appreciate your talent. Thanks for sharing that one song. I loved it. It hit me. Thanks for, you know, telling the story behind this time. I agree with you. I, I too, at times, need to get through my scar of history and regain my perspective, things like that. He talks to me for about five minutes. And someone comes up and, and right after that and says, what did he just say to you? And I said, just thanks for coming. Liked some of the stories, the song, said he was very encouraged and inspired. I said, why do you ask? She started to bawl, sobbing uncontrollably. And I'm a guy, so and when I'm sitting waiting for someone to be done crying, 30 seconds might as well be 17 years. I would maybe rather be in a submarine, possibly, um, even if I was six, seven, than in that moment. When she composed herself, she said, you need to understand something. He's had severe trauma from his service. And I said, oh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. She said, no, he's been catatonic for over three months. He hasn't spoken a word to anyone. And I said, what's catatonic? Like, those, that's, I'm a singer-songwriter. Break it down for me. And she told me what was going on. Uh, and I may or may not have choked up myself. That's the moment that I realized. Now, I've been playing from Minnesota to down to Texas, California to Florida. I did that for a very, very, very long time. I played all over the country. I got standing ovations. I won awards. I was nominated for awards. I got to record with Grammy people, with all the, the whole thing. But that one moment is when I went, this is what I'm here for. This is what I'm going to do with this talent. Whatever talent, some people might say it's not much. Whatever it is, whatever you want to call it, that's what I'm here to give away. I actually don't want anything from anybody musically. I don't want nothing. I want four people to be encouraged, uplifted, inspired, and I want them to maintain their perspective, and their, especially in their darkest moments. Might have a little smoke inhalation over here. I don't, I don't hear the fire alarms or anything, but... Uh... That's 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 the passion I wish we all had, brother. I I'm sorry, I, I I think true American hero just needs to be played. Is that all right? Yeah, absolutely. Um this is Jim Anthony with True American Hero. Three weeks after graduation, he left home to serve his nation. Eight years of simplify, whatever it takes, sacrifice. Five tours in the Middle East, 8,000 miles from family. Made it home to New Orleans with a purple heart and PTSD. Days are short, the nights are long. Now his fight is here at home This time, all alone Those memories run through his mind Unwelcomed at all the wrong times The worst part is nobody knows He's a soldier struggling in the shadows A true American 
Wife, kids, and a couple dogs You might think that he's moved on His uniform is a suit and tie Six o'clock, mess each night Bath time and a couple books Say a prayer and hit the rack He's not in Afghanistan But the Middle East starts fighting back He laid it all on the line Now it's one day at a time He'd say he's just fine Those scars serve as a memory The time he served for you and me The ones we don't see are in his mind He's a soldier getting by in the shadows True American hero From the moment he swore to defend Till that folded flag is placed into his next of kin's hands That will be the end of his fight Old glory will be flying high For a true American to say more i so i i want everyone who's listening to get a chance check into jim anthony he goes live regularly um and does an amazing 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 live set and job um thank you for the message jim and there's passion there's drive and i don't want to take away from your message because it's the right message and sometimes our our veterans and and our first responders don't take accolades like that well, and, and that's the truth. Um, and I don't mean to trump or overstep or or uh, Sal Gonzalez, who is a veteran uh, um, handicapped by disability because of uh, his his mission. Um, he's got a song called Heroes. That is, it's a story about when he comes back, his father calls him a hero. And, and in his song, he says the heroes are one that don't come home. And again, I'm not, 
I'm not erasing your message. I'm just saying perspective, time, and place. And um, you're just adding though, because it is. you say that in your song. The ones I that do. Don't do that. That's that's right. That's right. And and actually, you know, the other the other thing about that message is is I, I think um, I think as a country, we're we're uh, a, a lot of people are getting it wrong, right? So. Uh, meaning, um, listen, um, I'm a singer-songwriter. I think there are a lot of singer-songwriters, bands, and artists who are incredibly talented. They can fill arenas. I can't. I would say they're incredibly gifted and talented and dynamic and all of those things, but they're not a hero, okay? There are, there are people who have been in 37 movies. They're incredibly talented, but I wouldn't call them a hero. Um, there are people that can throw a football in, in complete 75% of their passes. They're talented. They're athletic. I wouldn't call them a hero. I actually had this on my podcast that I started. I've started recording them, but I'm, I'm not going to go live till I have like 10 of them in the bank just in case that life happens. I had someone on there, and I had three guests on there, and one of them said, I don't have anything to say, Jim, because I was a peacetime guy. Well, here's my thing. This is why that individual is a hero. Not I believe is a hero. He raised his hand. He put everything on the line and said, I will serve. Mm -hmm. And I am willing to do two things that 96% or so of Americans won't do. To take a life and to have my life taken. And I'm not a veteran. What I will tell you is from my perspective and the most of the people I know, the willingness to put everything on everything, everything. What does everything mean? Not most things, everything on the line. In my book, that makes someone a hero. And I've had enough conversations, including some yesterday. I actually was there uh, at, at a play Eagle Ceiling Nest yesterday in Sox Center, Minnesota, and a, and a ranger um, actually was flown in privately because um, he, he was gonna end his life the day before. He had four deployments, and one of his teammates actually flew in with him. And I saw that, right? And, and I saw the camaraderie, and I saw what was going on, and, and just seeing the, seeing the community of other veterans that are coming in there. Not one of them would believe for a second they're a hero. And that's okay, and I'm not going to patronize anybody. But if we stopped expressing our gratitude somewhere along the way, so my mission is this, it's simple and it's twofold. My mission is to increase awareness to who our true American heroes actually are, number one. And while doing that, the second side of that coin is to express gratitude to who, to who and what we believe are heroes. It, it's mm -hmm. amazing. And the weird piece to this conversation is we were online with Dr. Bob before, it, Dr. Bob's amazing, and he he was on an hour before. Not, and that's not a shot at you at all by any sense. It's, but we had a chance to dialogue with him for an hour before the show started, and we were having a conversation about how our country, our society, our our polity has changed the definition of a hero. What is being featured on? Time Magazine. Now, I'm not going to attack anything, but the definition of a hero is dependent upon the person that perceives it. And that's that's the piece we need to remember. And I'm, I, I'm with you, Anthony, Mr. Anthony. Um, I'm with you in the fact that 
I'm willing to give accolades to those that are willing to lay it on the line. Um, one of the most frustrating pieces I hear from people in, in, in our network or people that are questioning, well, you know, you're just taking care of veterans and first responders. I'm like, uh, uh, you have no problem dialing 911 uh, and expecting someone to be there for your not probably very smart decisions on occasion. What is a hero? It, it's those people. Uh, I remember the point. Um, they knew what they were getting into. Uh, and I'm like, hogwash. Hogwash. Um there's no way to formulate pre-existing knowledge of what service means, how hard it is. Um, when we built the People's Patriot Project, we believed it was all going to be fairy tale, shiny dust, and everything falling everywhere, and, <laughs> and life is going to be amazing and grand, and Support. we wouldn't have to worry for any nickels and dimes because everyone believes in supporting that's not the fact and that's not i'm not trying to create a an avenue of giving i'm i'm, I'm trying to create the story of there's people that put their lives on the line for all of us to lay our big fat heads on the pillows of freedom daily and with zero recourse and we get to live and i i love your message I love your message. I love your passion. Um, I love your desire. Um, and it's selfless. And I can't imagine what a better place all of life would be if we had more people that were selfless. Thank you. But you know, you know jump in because Andrea said something. Andrea said something real important, I thought, when we were having that conversation. And she said in her classes, because she's a teacher, there, every now and then, there's a child that won't stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. And her response as a teacher, I think, was absolutely brilliant, which was, tell me why. You don't have to stand, but tell me why. And what she's trying to draw out of these young kids, I think eighth graders, is do you know enough about America to have a reason not to stand for this? And, and the answer is no, most of them do not. And that's you know, I was talking about Henry Kissinger's article in the Wall Street Journal today saying we've lost the concept of America's greatness by forgetting what America is all about. You know, the soldier learns it up close and personal, but every every single person in America needs to appreciate what Andrea is trying to teach her eighth graders, and that is the flag is important. It has always been important. It's why 300 years later, we're a powerful and rich nation, but we won't stay that way if we lose contact with its meaning. And the teachers are going to make that real. Thank you. It, yes. It's not hard to figure out, okay, the why. Why? Okay, fine. You're And you're right, Dr. Bob. You don't want to stand for why, and that's fine. And you don't have to defend it. It's, it's okay to have a reason and a purpose. It's, it's okay. If you know why. If, if there's a no, exactly. And, that, and that's a frustrating piece when, again, we don't get into political conversations. Uh, not everyone goes to vote, but so why are there those who don't go to go vote? Why are those that do go to go vote? It, especially when you don't know the whole big picture, the whole conversation, the whole thing. 
and again, I'm not here to judge that. I'm not here. That's your right. You get to do that. Do it. Practice it. And and I I accolade um, those that make those decisions to to practice those that are given them. Anthony, Mr. Anthony, I don't know. You got you're a guy with two first names. You know that, right? I, I know. I know. Actually, I joke with people and say never trust a guy with two first names. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, number one for me. Okay, who's the actor? Is he Channing Tatum or Tatum Channing? Who's that guy? <laughs> I love him to death, but that's the name thing. Like it gets mixed up in there. Um, yeah. But I never heard not to trust him. I'm gonna take that one to heart. I think. Wait till you yeah. find yeah. three three first names, and that's all three <laughs> of them. It's like, I, I, I know. I can give it a shot. You know, see what happens as I read. What's your myself. middle name, Jim? Actually, Anthony is my middle name. Okay. Um, so, so my my family name is Komashevsky. Starts with a K. When I got my first record deal, I was in the phone with Nashville. We had landlines back then for my dorm room, and uh, they said, we, "You've got a record deal and this and that and everything." At the very end of the conversation, they said, "What's your middle name?" And I said, "Anthony." Why? They said, "From now on in the music world, you know, you'll be known as uh, Jim Anthony." And I said, "What's wrong with Komashevsky?" Now you have to remember. <laughs> In 1996, you know, there were we weren't streaming music. There were CD bins, and she's like, "Well, first of all, does it start with the C or does it start with the K?" And then what? The, and then the DJs won't be able to pronounce it. And I said, "Well, hey, my dad's probably going to be a little upset at this uh, in that regard." But uh, you know what? I want to. I just want to really, really, really quickly add to that because again, I'm I, I'm the only person on this screen that's not a veteran, right? No. Nope, and I'm so, not. okay. Um, and and most people watching probably are veterans. There's something funny about the music business. What I say about myself doesn't matter. In other words, if I go on social media and if I stand and I say, I'm, I'm really good. I'm a great songwriter. I'm a great singer. I'm a great this. I'm a great that. Everybody expects that. And, and you can't talk about yourself or you shouldn't. Some people do. You shouldn't. It's what other people say about my music that matters exponentially more right than anything else and so now i'm not a veteran so i'm running all over the country wherever i can and i'm i'm trying to speak on behalf of veterans because we stopped speaking i just want to share this with you real quick when i did my here to stay album i did not pitch it to anybody in 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 nashville the industry because I'm, i'm not looking for anything in fact i'm loving my independence I'll just leave it at that. I, I actually love it because I got all sorts of create. I, I got to 100% creative licensing because I self-produced. But but someone working with me on the project gave it to a PR firm. And real quick, what you don't, what you might not know about Nashville is you can't just write a check and work with a PR firm. It is they're very selective, and and they have to pick you, right? And then you still have to write checks, but they have to pick you. So, anyways, I get the album and a couple of the songs they're sending, and they're like. We like this song. We like this song. They loved a song called Let's Go for a Drive. You should go to radio with that. We think that this is going to have legs. We really do. But we need a follow-up song just in case that song does well on radio. And I'm like, okay, I'm just finishing another one right now. And I sent it to him. And it's True American Hero. I had been talking to this PR firm for about two months. All the conversations were great. How's my wife? How's my kids? How's my granddaughter? How's this? How's that? How's the weather in Minnesota? I sent True American Hero. And it was the most brief conversation I had with them ever. They said, I just want to let you know, we're going to have to pass and you should probably tone that down. Radio's not going to want to play that. 
And I got a little bit of a lecture and I'm 49 going on 13. And so, but I've done some, you know, I've, I've gotten along enough in life to where it doesn't matter to me a whole bunch what people think of me, right? It, it matters that I'm a decent human being and I'm doing the right things, but other people's opinions of me really don't, I don't put a lot of weight in them. So I said, that's okay. I have no interest in pursuing this conversation any further. In fact, I don't want to be a part of an industry that says tone down because there are three songs on that album that are very patriotic in a single that I just did. Listen, I am not going to tone down my messaging. I might have a really small audience and the gatekeepers might try to keep that door shut as long as they can. But if I'm going to if I'm going to get in front of a few people at a time and I can increase their awareness, I will tell you this, almost every time that I do a live or in person event or or a virtual event on Wednesday nights for veterans, a couple of people say, "Hey, thanks for sharing what you're sharing. I haven't looked at it that way. I forgot. I've lost touch. I've lost perspective." And so, I just think it takes guys like me that aren't veterans that are willing to stand and speak up, stand up and speak up and say, here's the deal. I don't want to, uh, again, I, I know the perspective. Um, and we got a great brother, Aaron Lewis, who hasn't shaved or moved or moved any pieces of what he does. And he's got a song. Am I the only one? Uh, Mr. Anthony, we're, we'll get you to that space uh, for sure. On the relaunch of Weepy Through Radio, you'll be on that, and and we'll make sure that gets played there. Um, and we get to do that with Foxhole uh, Entertainment here soon with Michael Madsen, and we're we're gonna blow this stuff up and and get that message out there. We appreciate you and that amazing message you have. Um, and I think it's exactly what we the people. Mr. Anthony, you're amazing, and we appreciate you. Absolutely. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I break just everything? Can I ask Dr. Bob a question? Absolutely. Hundred percent. So, I am just very curious as to how you've seen things, how you've seen things change from the time you went to Buds in '81, right? And then the, I guess the progression of things. Um, and then, of course, in the army side, and then, and being out, but 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 helping people with these things, I guess. How have you seen um, the, I guess, the sentiment towards our veterans shift? Um, and 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 I guess part B of that is how, how much greater has it been in the last handful of years, maybe than in the previous two decades, for example. Boy, that's a really broad-based question you just asked, because I can go all the way back to the post-Vietnam days when we weren't allowed to wear our uniforms in public because people would spit on us, uh, to you know a long period of time of military drawdowns and no wars, and then boom, all of a sudden, we've got 9-11 uh, and we've got three wars, um, you know, but we've got military in 250 countries around the world, and we've always had them there. You know, we're, we're a major force in international stability that people have no idea that we have soldiers right now. I've got a good friend in Africa, a Marine recon guy. I've got a Navy SEAL buddy over in, in, a, in a Middle Eastern country whose name I can't point out right now. But but we're there all the time. And when I interact with the soldiers and the sailors, the enthusiasm is always really, really positive and always there. I try to encourage 
the, the soldiers, sailors, Marines that I interact with to hang in there because it is exhausting and it is hard on the families, but, but focus on the positives of what they're doing and, 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 and the meaning. They'll almost always point out that the family support isn't like it was, you know, in the movies and the uh, national support clearly has not been there. You know, a little known fact, I'm gonna be political here, but starting with Obama's presidency, there's been a you know very, very active and deliberate attack on conservatives in the military to kind of create this uh, new military of, um, you know, we're, we're not here to fight a war here. We're here to, you know, be well and happy. And, and they, he fired hundreds, the next two generations, or uh, I guess Clinton and Obama both fired all the conservative general officers across all the services. And nobody cared. You know, it, it's a, it just became a political tool. But the, but the soldiers noticed and the soldiers cared. And, you know, when they were uh, forced to take the COVID shots, the soldiers noticed and the soldiers cared and their families Noticed the families cared, but our as a nation, we've lost touch with what benefits that our lives are gaining because 250 countries have uniformed men in it, um, risking their lives to keep this world safe. They're keeping the electrical grid safe. They're keeping the flow of oil safe. They're keeping nations from from genocide. So. Yes, there's been a huge transition from when I first put on a uniform and you know had this great swelling of pride to where to to where everybody, even the young men that I speak to now, feel like they have to explain it to the to the to the world that they they operate in, and and that's that's disappointing. And as Kissinger said in his just today's his hundredth birthday, you know, unless we re gain the love of freedom and what the flag represents, we're gonna, we got a downhill path ahead. So it, it's been negative as I think your question said, but, there, but it's by far a, a, not a battle lost. Excellent, excellent answer to a, a, a loaded question. Yeah, a difficult question. <laughs> no, a great question too, by the way, Jim. Um, I just wanted to say something that I was thinking about while this whole conversation was going on. When it comes to where we are as a country right now, and it's a saying that's been going around for as long as I can remember, but um, you got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything type deal. You know what I mean? Like there's just nobody's, nobody's taking a solid stance on what they believe anymore Uh, on either side. It's just, you know, our opinions have the ability to change and we just kind of go with the flow. Nobody says, this is what I believe and I'm standing by it. And, and I certainly in the 17, 18 years since I've been out, um, I can, I can, I feel a certain shift in the, uh, in the way people think and talk about the flag. You know what I mean? Um, And I, I'm very fortunate that without having to, force it or talk about it. My, my son has kind of taken it up 
with a with a passion that isn't necessarily becoming of your typical nine-year-old in today's world you know that's all i got andrea and no i wanted to comment on that jonathan and, and jim both because here we are a group of five and i can easily list 25 others who probably could list 25 others i don't think we're necessarily the minority that feel this way and that so jim your passion i am right there in the same boat that's why i do this um, yeah. Somehow that's how I found Mark's mission and joined it. I um, there's, there's not enough thanks out there. There's not enough people out there. And I, and I know thanks isn't necessarily what everyone wants to hear. But we're here to support whatever it is that needs to be done with our good military, strong military people. And even the, all the way up the chain to those that make the decisions. It just has to be... Um, we started out, everything we did was awareness, 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 and it was PTSD, and it was mental health, and it was the suicide numbers. And I am shocked at times after almost just over five years of doing this and 35 years of watching it, I'm shocked at people who go, really, is that a, is it a bad thing? Is it really that bad? And then you add first responders into it in, in right now. I, wanna, I think they said dispatchers. Dispatchers are suffering the highest numbers of suicides right now. Who sits in that chair and takes those phone calls day after day after day after day and never get, uh, hey, it's amazing what you do. Thank you for doing that. Thanks for stepping in where I didn't step in and plenty of our world didn't step in to take care of that business. Um, well, and that's yeah. the, the complacent, we say, big fat heads that lay in the pillows of freedom. We get... I mean, again, it's, it's not an attack, but you you have liberties and freedoms you don't even take into account. You don't have the conversation because we have men and women that run to burning buildings. We have men and women that are holding the hands of those taking their last breath. We have men and women that are are laying in in the sand, you know, eating cold food away from their families during holidays and Memorial Days. What you get to celebrate, do your fireworks and all that. And you don't take a minute to think about what did it take to get to this place where you have that freedom and opportunity to do that. And again, it, it's zero attack. It's a conversation. And we want to build that. The name well, I got to say, too, that I absolutely love Jim's song. And it wasn't, it wasn't too much. And I'd love to hear it on the radio. And I'm going to download it for free at jimanthonymusic.com as soon as we're <laughs> off this list because I saw that. Yeah. I want it. But, you know, I, and I want to repeat what I said. You know, this battle for America is not lost. And, and more people are going to hear Jim's song and appreciate it for what it is. And if you look around, there's a lot of American flags flying out there. And, you know, this Memorial Day and on 4th of July, you're going to see a lot more. You know, you, you threaten this country and those flags will show up really, really fast. Because there's a lot of people who are standing by ready for somebody to say, I'm against America. Go ahead. Bring it. Yeah. Yeah. Just like after... 9-11. I just wanted to add real quick to something Andrea said. I actually use this analogy of two of two competing radios. And so, you know, the old tabletop radios, like just the little box ones, if you set two side by side right next to each other and the 25 of us that Andrea was kind of mentioning that, that 
are very pro and supportive of veterans and 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 and, and love that and, and see our veterans for who and what they truly are. We're the we're the radio on on the on the right that's playing Beethoven on a scale of one to ten at like a one. We're very quiet, we're very reserved, we're very cordial, we're very um you know all of those things. But ironically, the people that have the freedom of the speech to be able to speak out against our veterans, their radio is usually blaring at a 10 and they're playing the Rolling Stones. And so let's just say for a second, we have what, 220 million people. Let's just say for just a moment that there are, oh, there are 200 million of us playing our Beethoven at one, but 20 million people are playing the Rolling Stones at 10, what are we gonna hear? We're gonna hear the Rolling Stones, which I'm not, in, I'm, I don't mind hearing the Rolling Stones. That's not the, that's not the point. But, but I do think that there is a decorum of, about a lot of us, you know, in that regard. And so that's one of the reasons that, that I just decided to, to speak up. And by the way, I didn't know how to speak up or what to do, but I knew I could play guitar and I knew I could write some songs. So I'm doing it that way. There are so many different things. I know Andrew does really great things with this organization. I know Mark's doing some great things and Jonathan's helping out. And Dr. Bob, I can't even imagine what you've all done. I couldn't even get logged on to this thing. Apparently, I should have been a SEAL and, and gone to Delta school. But um, eventually, I did get on. But uh, but nonetheless, I just think that that's it. Because I agree with you, Andrea, that there, there are a lot of us. I just think we're very quiet about it. And I'm trying to turn the radio up. 100% agreed. The, the funny part is it only takes a spark. And I saw you get... Dr. Bob got a little worked up there for a second, which that excites me. That that's good stuff. And and we call it the wave. We keep reminding people that all of us individually are a drop. We're dropping the bucket. But I do think that there's many drops, and that drop creates an ocean, and then that ocean creates a wave. And I do think we're gonna get to a place that uh I'm sorry. The right wing and the left wing are all part of the same bird. And I love that analogy. And, and we need to take care of the parts because you can clip the wings of a bird and it'll still be fine. Maybe that far right and that far left we just need to get rid of. And I know this is teetering on that political conversation, but we have to take care of the majority, the ones in the middle. And those are the ones that take care of everybody. And that's that's the pieces we've been talking about. And you guys, this is this is amazing. I I may have whispered as I was walking away to to deal with the little thing on the side. The greatest show ever. And <laughs> I, I'm just saying this is this is compassion. This is driven. This is message. This is this is the whole package. And this is what people need to hear. Um, I don't want to get into a three-hour show. I mean, if that's well, we could maybe this is the marathon. Or we could just we, have another one. We do it today. Yeah, <laughs> you, you're always welcome to come back and share more. Um, I would like to hear and listen to Dr. Bob about. So we know his service. We know his mission. What are you working right on right now that's impacting? And we kind of got into that a little bit. What are you doing where we can help support you? So no, I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat what I'd said earlier, and that is I'd love to use any media outlet to find the widows that are out there. 
because soldiers talk to soldiers and veterans talk to veterans. But you know, when a veteran dies, the wife and kids are left behind and nobody's talking to them. So if you, I, I would, my plea and, you know, I gave Jonathan my, my uh, email and my website and, and I'm kind of, you know, the lone wolf howling in the wilderness, find the widows and send them to me uh, because I've got the time now. Um, I'm only doctoring part-time and the rest of it's trying to help folks that need it. So um, share this broadcast, share the information and find the widows and children that are the product of, of a soldier, sailor, or Marine sacrifice so that we can get them what they have earned, not what they deserve, but what they earned. And, um, you know, this woman who received the large check, I told you about it, called me and said, I had no idea I had benefits that I would have never known if you hadn't reached out to me. And that really stuck me. I said, she would have never known. And, um, it's, it took me a little trouble finding her and it took me a little trouble getting the paperwork I needed. But once it was done, um, I, you know, I changed one woman and three children's lives for the better. And it's a, you know, it's, it's a, a mission that I don't think is going to stop anytime soon. So just get the word out there for me. I have a feeling Jim and I would probably agree on this one that it seems so unfair that it's all there and it's earned in somebody has to do the footwork to go find it. Somebody should be doing the footwork to go find the person who needs to receive it. Well, and, and in defense of the Veterans Administration, the people I've talked to that said, we know it's our responsibility. We know we need to find these people, but they're, you know, they're being overwhelmed by yeah. the new claims through the PACT Act that just passed last year. And he says, you know, where's our priority? And uh, we're not allocating more money to the VA. We're, we're allocating more money to places that are less important to, the, to, to those kinds of missions. So yeah, I really hope they'll find them. But between now and then, you know, let's all get together and find people that, like me that can help the widows, find the widows, help them. There's an awful lot of people out here who want to and have the ability to help. It's the same conversation about Memorial Day in a sense and the fact you don't know what you don't know. So there has to be the piece of education. And Dr. Bob referred to it. I referred to it. You know, you can have people sitting in front of you all day long, and if they're distracted with other things, other pieces, they're not going to receive that education if, if they don't know that they need that education. And and that's the tough piece. And again, this is why we're creating or did create the People's Patriot Project. It is why we are creating another subsidy of that. Actually, it's a blanketing organization called the Graphene Dome that shows our veterans and first responders that we've got our country covered. You're not meant to slip through the cracks. We have the resources. They just need to have the education of where to retrieve those resources. And, well, and I want to reinforce one other point. I'm not trying to find these women and these children to give them money. I'm trying to make them aware that in addition to some survival level income that's available to them and even some back pay that was long overdue to them, it comes with medical benefits to take care of the children and get them the health and wellness care that they need. It comes with education benefits so they can go to school and be taught by Andrea to stand for the American flag. You know, these, these are 
you know, benefits that are out there, but unless you ask, they're not going to knock on your door. Amen. 100%. Jim shared his mission. He shared his mission. And that is, uh, it was loud and it was proud. And I appreciate that. That is. So let's dip into uh, another one of his, uh, his songs. We've got uh, This Time or Let's Go for a Drive. I think this time is a good perspective song, and that's probably more what I'm known for than anything musically. Do you want to share any background of it? Yeah, so there's a double meaning to this to the phrase this time. It's so real quickly, just to set it up, it, it means this time I so I had a, a pretty severe medical thing happen a few years ago, and I was actually out for a while. And um, in fact, I uh Mayo Clinic asked me asked me to get my affairs in order. Um, which was probably one of the other reasons that I kind of got out of music. But nonetheless, this is a perspective song of saying, hey, now that I got through this, this time I'm going to do things differently than I did before. Okay. But the second meaning of this time, it means uh, I don't think that our money is necessarily our, our only wealth. Our time is also our wealth, very much so. I didn't know that. I didn't understand it. And I sure didn't appreciate it until I thought my time was limited. And when I got on that on the other side, I wanted to write a song that was perspective of saying this time, a perspective shift. And also with whatever time I have left until I take my final breath, uh, whether that be today or tomorrow, or that be another five decades, probably somewhere in between, right? Statistically, um, I wanted to make sure that I wrote this song when I wasn't in a, when I was still in the midst of the challenges, by the way, this was kind of my anthem to say, hey, Jim Anthony, Get your head on straight and keep it there. And I hope that other people get the same message from this song. This is Jim Anthony with This Time. I'm going to run, not going to crawl. I'm going to stand up real tall, but no when I so drop down to my knees. Oh, it's time for something new Gotta shake this attitude Cause until now I've been my own worst enemy hey, Everybody's talking about The change they see in me Nothing is the way That it used to be Cause this time I'm gonna take it all in stride time leave my worries all behind this time a second chance in life i won't let it pass me by this time oh this time well, i'm gonna give not gonna take Life is what I choose to make So now I make life the place I want to be There was so much that I missed So I made a brand new list of everything That matters most to me No more time for wondering What tomorrow holds in store Today is what I've got I'll give it so Time. I'm gonna take it all in stride 
we ever really have is time. Oh, this time. Yeah, this time. Okay, that. I saw you clapping, Dr. Bob, that. I love the music. <laughs> yes, I just said to Peterson, I'm like, this one I listened to, and then I started singing it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, I think that's the one I've listened to the most that since we've met you. And so yeah. uh, that's, that is a great song. Um, Thank you, I appreciate that. You can really apply it, though, as well in so many different places, aspects, but it's life. It's life. So, um, Dr. Bob, we wanted to ask you, um, you have three, three books that you would like to share, uh, multiple reasons for the how and why that they've been written. Um, we were just talking. It, it's been an honor to have you on the show. Not just that, but it's so easy to talk to you. You are not... Um, Untouchable. Yeah, well... <laughs> You should be, but we're touching. We're touching you everywhere, just so you know. No, well, thank you, thank you. No, you know, I'll let you. I'll take advantage of, of your free advertising. I already told you about the Navy Seal book, Six Days of Impossible. That's if you want to learn about Seal training and how hard it is. That's the book on the subject. The other one is my uh, Swords and Saints: A Doctor's Journey, and that's looking back at 35 years of medicine at war and at peace from medical student to, you know, old retired guy or semi-retired guy. And it's, it's a wonderful book for anybody that's thinking about a career in medicine, even the EMT and first responders. Look at what, what, what the doctor world is all about. And, you know, I went to med school at 36 years old and had seven years of, you know, trying to get, get that doctor moniker with two kids alongside. So it was a challenge and it's a fun story, but it was the best decision I ever made. And then the only one we didn't talk about is, you know, I told you I had five generations of military. Mm -hmm. This book of 600 pages or 325 actual letters from my great, great granddad to his wife, Sarah, written when he was a corporal in General Grant's headquarters, a great piece of history from a soldier's perspective. You know, an E2 who wanted to be demoted to E1 because it was too hard to be in an E2. <laughs> okay, thanks, great-granddad, but his uh, his son went to West Point and became a Brigadier General. So it's a, it's just a fun piece of history, and most people uh, that have read it really like it. And it, they're all three self-published, just like Jim, your music, self-produced. If we don't, you don't tell people about it, they don't know about it, but it's a, it's, they're all fun books with great, great um, ratings and available on audiobook. And where should we send people to get those books? So Amazon.com, audiobook.com, or, or they all have them. Look for Robert Adams and try to remember the titles. <laughs> or well, we I, oh, the, my one website that I mentioned earlier is swordsandseals.com. You can reach out to me personally for autograph books and, um, of course, Amazon. That is very cool because that is, that is, uh, well, I want the autographed one just so you know, but 
of each or two. Could you send me your mailing address? They'll be in the mail. <laughs> You're amazing, Dr. Bob. Um, and Dr. Bob has actually been with us for two and a half hours right now. And so uh, we're, we're let, going to let him go into uh, his pastures of freedoms and then do what he needs to do. We appreciate and we're excited. And even the some of the pre-show things that you said you're you're willing to do and help and be part of, uh, we're excited. You will be hearing back from us and uh, we're excited to be part of or having you part of uh, the WP3 mission and taking care of veterans and first responders. Thank you for all you've done. Let me help you any way I can. You guys got to do a great, great mission. And, and I know folks can help and I will connect you. I I have not done this, but I mean, you deserve a salute. You are uh, you are a, a true, we're going to call you a hero, brother. Um, <laughs> I am. Uh, you, well, by Jim's you, definition, thank you. Thank you, brother. And uh, celebrate your Memorial Day the, the way you need to, and let's remember those that have uh, given everything they gave for us. We appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you so very much. Patriot. I'm going to take off. See you guys. Enjoy your dinner. Bye-bye. We did key. He's also an hour ahead of us. And so when he says it's dinner time, it's it's dinner time and then some. So we got to let him, let him go enjoy his dinner. Um, so that leaves you, Jim. Here you are with. Uh... You're stuck with us, brother. <laughs> Here I am. I'm just, I'm just glad that the technology is still holding out because. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so here's the thing. And here you are and it's working. And I don't know why they have to make it such a challenge just to get there. That's just a, even Dr. You Bob, was, he's like, I already have Chrome. Why have I downloaded it twice? I'm like, I, we already have the apps. It's very hard. Every once in a while, I try to go in like from my dad's We're computer snobby. so I can. We're all snobby. It's just supposed to work. That's right. the way. It, come on. You, you know. You know what's amazing is technology is so incredible 99% of the time. But it's it's here, here's what I would liken it to. It it's like a it's like a like every morning when I take a shower, I don't go, I hope it's warm. It's like I expect it to be warm, but like once every eight to eleven years, it's ice freaking cold. And then you're like Dang it! Right, but the other, the other like ten years and three hundred sixty-four days, you're not like, oh, thank God, I had warm water today. In technology, I take it for granted every single day of my life until it doesn't work. And then the iPad. I mean, I got to cite in one of my, you know, pew pews tomorrow, so I think the iPad's going with me. <laughs> I think we spent like two hours today trying to figure out how to get our seats on our flight home tomorrow oh my and gosh. it was just like i just need to push the button that's it that's, i know that's I, know. <laughs> I, know. I know i still it's haven't like, checked the luggage but that's okay we're good yeah we're good yeah. okay but we do have seats we're in like row 39 of a 34 seat plane i haven't quite figured that one <laughs> a 34 oh, wow. row plane. we're in row 39 so we'll see what happens when we get there it'll be interesting i know we'll get home eventually <laughs> Eventually. Oh my even if it is on the cargo deck. It could be yeah. the magic carpet getting us home. I don't <laughs> figure it out, but not good. Yeah. We've been so blessed with the shows and the, the content we've been able to put out, but I'm I'm a little giddy right now. Uh, Jim, what you've brought to the show tonight, and again, you moved 
a colonel from Delta Force. I mean, <laughs> you moved a colonel from the Navy SEALs. I mean, that's 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 pretty cool. Commander, Colonel, Doctor. I know. Well, first of all, it was real. It's it was cool to be able to be you know. And, and the same podcast as him, which is really incredible. I actually, I, um, I, I someone introduced me to a speaker. Uh, there's an organization called SOF Missions out of Tampa, uh, Dr. Damon Friedman. Um, he runs that organization and they do actually kind of a, not kind of, they do a thorough medical boot camp for individuals. Anyways, he travels all around and he speaks, he's written books and stuff. He ran MARSOC for about six and a half years and uh, Lieutenant Colonel and I think 24 or 25 years in or whatever. Anyways, um, we actually became friends and we, he calls me like twice a week. He's like, what's going on? You know? And, and I, and I think that, I think it's just the, the passion. Cause when he first talked to me, he said, are you this passionate all the time? I said on two subjects on, any, you want to talk to me about golf? You're going to go, he is the most boring guy on the planet. Cause I don't care at all about golf. Now, I do want to invent a game where someone says, you know, they tee off and someone yells pull and then we combine it with like clay shooting. But that's different. Um, then golf would be a little bit more interesting. But I'm just really passionate about the things I'm really passionate about and everything else. Is, <laughs> you have to check me for a pulse. <laughs> we have this uh, conversation at work sometimes and it's like, don't be don't be a. Uh... Don't be okay at a lot of things. Be really good at the one thing you're good at, right? Yeah, and and and, and also that's the guy going for you, man. Be be excellent at it, and I think you're doing a good job with that. Well, you know, you know what's crazy about this. So yesterday, um, I did physical labor like from like six in the morning till pretty late at night. You know, and I'm I'm 49 and a half, and um, I had people that were with that were volunteering that that were out at like 12 and one o'clock, right? Cause they're like, I'm tired. And they're like 25 years old. And they go to the gym five days a week, you know? They're like, how are you still going? And I'm like, it's, it's this, it's the passion that kept me moving. It's the passion that kept me running circles around them, carrying, you know, stuff and equipment and whatever. Um, cause when you dig in and when you really care about something, like honestly get out of the way, right? If, if, if any of us are passionate about anything and, you just have to find what that is and dig in and just go for it and not let anybody or anything slow you down. And this is one of my big passions. So I think, uh, I think we can use a line from your song right here. It says, uh, got a brand new lease on life and start living each moment given. Right. That's if right. The one you got make it count, man. That's, that's exactly right. You know, we, we've all had people in our lives that, you know, they, they went, they went to heaven before we thought they were going to my 17 year old niece did, you know, November 29th of last year. And, um, you know, no, no health challenges, no, no known anything. And, and that's what happened. You just, I just kind of go as an uncle go, I, I wish I would have told her how proud of her I was. I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. You know, you have someone maybe in their fifties or sixties or whatever, and a car accident, whatever the case is. And you know, you just you get enough things in life. I, I think the, I think life gives us a whole bunch of warnings, like check engine lights. You know, hey dummy, the battery's going low, all that stuff. And 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 I used to like just put duct tape all over my fingertip lights. My dashboard was just nothing but duct tape. I didn't even know what the doctor was. And I was just ignoring all that stuff. And now I stop and go. Now I'm, I want I 
listen, I'll be the first to admit, I don't, I don't make the most of every single moment of my life. But I absolutely try much more than I used to be, and I'm still getting better. I mean, here's what I'd say about this. Like, however much time we've been on here with you guys right here tonight, there isn't anything else on the planet that matters to me right now. This is it. I'm right here. I am present. I'm here. I'm engaged. I'm in this conversation. Uh, and it matters to me. When I hang up and I do my next thing, whatever it is, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be present. I'm going to be engaged. And I'm going to do my thing. And I'm just going to try to live like that. I'm um, getting better at it every day. When I get close to kind of halfway remotely good, that's probably when I'll go to heaven. <laughs> so in the meanwhile, it's a process. <laughs> Work all this time to get good at something just to be done with it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Check this out. Chad. What's up, we got girl? Chad Hutto in the house. <laughs> Veteran and first responder extraordinaire and uh came to hang out with us for the the shock and awe in lone star it's what Very a blessing cool. dude. it's all we can nothing but blessings and so uh chad's joining us now and i do want to say um we do a little something for our artists when we do an event and uh it, it's it's not great it's not grand we want to do more but uh for every event that we do we uh we do a, a poster of the event and we get all the the artist for the entire event to sign. So, I mean, he probably knew, he didn't know that he was probably getting this, but uh, he signed it. So good job signing your poster. Um, but all the other, all the other artists signed it. So Chad, this is yours. Thanks for being Thank here, brother. Thank Gosh, it was a blessing much. to have you here. Um, again, uh, you know, that's. I, I even spelled my name right. You did? You I did, did a good job. <laughs> What color, what color crayon do you use? Right. Well, you know the red ones are the best one. Yeah, you thank you. Matter. Thank you. It's the only color that matters. <laughs> no. Um, so, and I'm not ready to do the speech yet because we had so many helpers. We had so many people yeah. that were involved. I do want to say thank you to AutoZone uh, and Terrell down here. Um, thank you for your amazing support. Um, we will shout from the mountaintops the support that you've done. Um, AutoZone has also gave indication that they're interested in doing some of our bigger events and, and being more involved, and that is a step in the right direction. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Specifically, Terrell, AutoZone, yeah, and uh, we, we've got a foot in the door, and the, what that means is it allows us to have more conversations is what it means. Are you done with AutoZone? Well, yeah. Oh, I just know we got to, um, you'll learn this, Jonathan, Holly and, so she worked her butt off, right? And then some, because she ain't got no butt. But anyway, Whoa. She, Whoa. <laughs> she worked her right know. off. It's gone. I she worked know. it completely off. Um, but her legs and made, made butt out of it. <laughs> <laughs> she, she is a hard worker, but she brought, a, a team of support, mostly family, a whole bunch of friends, and they set it up. They took it down, and they were there the whole entire time. Did amazing! Oh my gosh, she is amazing. I mean, <clears throat> it was Tammy Joe, um, who came all the way from South Carolina um, to lose her voice just before she played. It was it was rough. She got a couple songs in, and it was all she could do. But yep. she gave it her all. Um, they had their granddaughters the on. The big players, Johnny Colmer, Doc, 
Yeah. Uh, old 81 band, uh, George Dooley. Um, George Michael Dooley. George Michael Dooley. When I first read that name, I was like, that's not quite three names, but he does have two oh, names. Oh, see, George two, Michael or yeah, Michael Yep, yeah, not three names. He's got the bite of death there. Um, <laughs> we just we just call them people law firm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, we want to say thank you for everyone who uh, helped support this this mission. Again, uh, this was a group of musicians that came in and said, hey, we want to do something for the People's Page Project. We appreciate you, and we want to give more and give back more and uh and we'll work on those pieces and i i got nothing but accolades um huge successful amazing event this weekend okay well let's just throw in in addition to all those names that we just went off the peanut butter the glue the stick it all together and keep it together dude in the middle from opening to end was Chad, right? Here. Yeah, he was. Our MC and a lot of things, I know. I peanut butter. Think I like it. Well, like look it. where you are, dude. Yeah. You're in the peanut butter Tutto <laughs> is the new name. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> crunchy or smooth? I'm crunchy. I'm crunchy. Okay. Oh, he's crunchy. crunchy yeah. Guy. So. Yeah. And oh, we're. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> And you know we're excited to have Jim in the in the in the, in the fold. And uh, we're going to have some more conversations, Mr. Anthony, because uh, there's a, a note taker over here that's been taking notes all night. And we got some people we need you to have conversations visit with. with. Yep. More conversations. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm your at- your words tonight inspired me to. I've got a bank, and. There are a minimum of four that I think will be, and two of them are also Patriot players. So you're gonna you're gonna enjoy um, these names as well. So awesome! Yeah, we'll talk soon. So yeah. this weekend, and the next weekend, my daughter gets married, and then weekend after that, we take Say a goodbye fishing. to Andrea so, for two weeks. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Weekend. It's good seeing Andrea. I don't think we'll, will we see you next weekend. Well, yeah, the wedding's not on Sunday. Well, I get that, but I mean, mother of the bride. I mean, who knows? Shoot, as long as I'm awake, I'll be here awake. And <laughs> Those are the two conditions. But well, I'm going to just take my moment to bring up our next. Um, Jonathan hit it with all the news. I don't think I have anything else. Like Peterson said, we will talk about the the event um, as we sort our brains through the entire day and unfry them. You guys, we had to get in the pool last night. At, it, it was cold, but we were burning up. In this, I mean, I'm not from Texas, clearly, but I enjoyed the sun and I couldn't get my feet to cool down. It was crazy. So we sat, we stood in the pool for, I don't know, 45 minutes. To the point where I had to take a long hot shower so I could feel my feet again because they were cold after that. But um, it was the most enjoyable day, and we met more amazing people. Um, we need George Michael Dooley. He started his story about he was on the USS, and then and then we got interrupted, and I we'll have to have him on the show. Um, well, and he has a connection. No, you had you missed the Colonel. Yeah, I'm you had sure. a connection with uh, uh, Jeff, Delta uh, Force. Yeah, James Boykin, uh, Lieutenant Colonel James Boykin. 
I met him. We'll have to. Now we gotta have him on again. again. So I guess we'll have to have Doctor the Bob on again. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I just want to mention next week's guests because we have. Um, well, we had a cancellation, so we'll see if we fill that spot. But we have got musician. Okay, you ready for it, Jonathan? Ethan, last name Wooten, because we haven't had any Wootens on our show yet. Um, if your last name is Wooten, beware, you might be a musician. Next <laughs> week, and I'm going to. Here's my. I'm predicting. Prediction. Prediction. Michael Madsen. That's oh. what I'm going to predict. Just That's, in case he was listening, you can make yeah. that prediction come true. Yeah, we'll make that. Michael Madsen runs Foxhole Entertainment down in South Carolina. He's going to argue Georgia, and he's also the BSO down there. <laughs> he doesn't know when to slow down in here ever. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yes, um, thank you. We're not closing yet. We're verging to close. I, I Real quick update where we're at, because we're going to hit a two-hour show. That's two weeks in a row. Two hours. So I try to cut these down a little bit for when I podcast them because who really listens for two hours? Really? I'll be real. But maybe you skip parts and come back. I tried to cut last week's show. I think I got eight minutes cut out, but I don't think I will get that. That's this not information get cut was out too vital one. tonight. Yeah. And Jim's passion was too vital. And Dr. Bob, yep. you know, fired up in the middle there because of Jim. That's just exciting stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so let's do closing statements. And then we will um, we'll come to you last, Mr. Anthony, and we'll talk about let's go for a drive. And so, Jonathan, what do you got in closing, brother? Um, I already kind of touched on it, but um, during the uh, – I got my, my notes are running over on two pages now. So, uh, during the song this, this time, um, there was a few lines in there, and I was trying to write them down as fast as I could, but – um just start living each moment uh that you're given and make it count for what it's worth like right now is all you're promised not the next moment not any of that you're promised right now so make right now count for the most that you can count for put put everything you have into right now i absolutely love that jonathan that's a great point we're fighting each other over here with uh there's the pad and then there's that little tiny thing that's a mini mouse. That's that is a mini mouse. That's I don't know what but it's a mighty one. It's a mighty mini mouse. Can we call that a cockroach, maybe? No. No? All right. Um a roach means something totally different. Yeah, Colorado. Yeah, just, oh. oh yeah, Colorado here. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, you are correct, sir. You got anything in closing, buddy? Man, I just want to thank both of y'all for having me down here for this. This has been you said blessing earlier, and it, and it really is. It's been a blessing to me uh, to come down here and actually get to meet y'all face to face. We mm -hmm. talked on the computer several times and on the phone and such, but uh, we did miss Johnson for just a very short time. Uh, mm -hmm. Then the donkey showed up. When it was a hiccup. <laughs> some, some other ball headed guy showed up, and everything was good. <laughs> well, I guess so. When did we have a donkey? <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, it's been, I mean, to get down here and work with these guys, it's it's been great. It really has. And they have taken care of me very well. You know, even helped me piss my wife off. So that made it even better. <laughs> I do have to say, okay, we're just going to make this live. No, why not? There was, she was trying on a dress today. And they were live in there. 
And I thought it I was, was a TikTok. Her. I thought it was a TikTok. And so there might have been <laughs> there, there, nothing illegal, nothing inappropriate, but I was seeing more of them. And I didn't even know it was his wife, to be honest with you. And I'm like, she was she just shows adjusting it. things. Yep. She was just adjusting, adjusting things. And there was parts that were being adjusted. And <laughs> and I'm trying not to, I'm just like, he goes, what do you think? And I, I'm going to pretend that you're talking about the dress. And I'm like, oh, well, how could she do that with that mark on her face? Because I wasn't trying to draw my attention to anything else. And it's live. I didn't know it was live. You got to give me those heads up. That's, well, that I was funny. just trying to embarrass her. Well, I, I, <laughs> I think it worked. Can we just mention in the, in that moment we were in Bucky's? Not Bucky's, top at all. Bucky's, we were in Bucky's, so. um, if you've never been to Bucky's, you got to try out Bucky's. There's, we had a whole idea of what we were going to do for a little shtick piece and me running, and then I said that's a terrible idea. Uh, no running, Mark. When's the last uh, time somebody saw was, that? Yeah, I think it's the coolest gas station slash Walmart slash Taco Bell that I've ever been in. Yeah. If Bucky's ain't got it, you don't need it. It's uh, got everything from bathing suits, swimsuits, shorts, stuffed animals, cowhide rugs, and gas cans. They have and everything in between. You can't buy a bathing suit without Bucky on the bathing suit. Yeah, I'm not, I looked and I was like, wait, this. It's weird where they put the beaver teeth. And yep. that's, I'm just, <laughs> um, okay, maybe merging into. Uh, thank you, everyone. Remember, we do every week. We do our our, our buddy checks. Uh, we do them by the six pack. Make sure it, it is life saving. We've had people come on and argue whether push ups are valued, and and there's both sides of the world. And and I get that. And and we support those that do do their push ups. And do we, you. I said do do. Um, it Sorry. and it's okay. Yep. Um, what I do know is when you reach out to your, your peers, your buddies, your friends, your family, it does show an investment. It says, how are you doing? I'm thinking about you. I promise you. I promise you this will save lives. Um, it's, not a, it's not a shtick. It's not a joke. It's not a, it takes 36 seconds some of us sit on the toilet more than 36 seconds oh and you can, i'm just saying it's a time and place and it if you're looking for something to do you put down brick breaker for a second and and text your buddies because it does make a difference i'm not poking anything i the just that i was telling y'all that i was going to try to contact about for the vfw up there i found out the day before walking down here he killed himself monday Oh, well, see, do your checks. Do your checks. I knock on wood because within the People's Patriot Project, and I pridefully say this, and it scares me at the same time. Within our network, we have not lost one person since 2018 within our network because we are open to having conversations. We are opening to sitting and listening to you, whatever you need to tell us about. We are open to all these pieces, and we are with you. If you have friends and family in need, let us know. Reach out. We have a hundred and almost. We have over two hundred affiliates across the country. We have a hundred and twenty plus 
influencers uh, that are here to help. Um, we are in the mission to save lives, and we appreciate you. Mr. Anthony, anything in closing, and let's move into uh, let's go for a drive. Yeah, just one thing closing, I guess. Um, you know, if you if there's ever an opportunity as an organization, um, I've been teaching songwriting workshops. They're like four hours, five hours. And, and, and I've specifically been doing this with veterans because I believe that songwriting is an incredible way to get the poison out, get the venom out, to process the trauma. And I actually have some really good uh, conversations with groups um, you know, in that regard. We have a bunch of people writing songs. Even if, someone, even if they write a song that nobody's ever going to see the lyrics or hear it, you still get to work the poison out. You still get to work the venom out. It's not the only tool. It is an incredible tool in the healing process and the trauma process though. I've actually co-written songs. I'm actually gonna do it tomorrow uh, with, with a couple of veterans. I'll, when we start, their ears are up, their shoulders are up by their earlobes, you know? And through the process of just writing and walking through and saying, man, just put it on paper. We'll make it rhyme, we'll get a melody, don't worry. Uh, this, I, watch their, I watch them melt, I watch their shoulders drop, I watch their, um, you know, their, their life come back just a little bit and songwriting's incredible. And uh, so if there's ever, you know, if as an organization, the People's Patriot Project ever wants to do something for a veteran, whether it's in person, I'll go anywhere. And there's absolutely zero charge. I've told you I don't want money from anybody for any of this stuff or even virtually to do that because songwriting is incredible. And then lastly, real quick, this song, Let's Go for a Drive. I wrote this song about just being content. Like literally just being content. So you're gonna hear some story in this. This my my wife's got a Jeep Wrangler. She she let me drive it once, I think, to get the oil change. And uh, but what what we do for fun is we just get in the Jeep. I live out in the middle of nowhere between Buffalo and Maple Lake, and we just get in and we go down County Road Nine, uh, take the top off the Jeep, the Jeep, and uh, just drive around and have some fun with no destination in mind. That's what we do for fun. But the song is about going for a drive, but also just being content. We will check you. Tomorrow at 4 30. Will we make it all by 4 30? Oh, I don't know. Yes. Jonathan. Yeah. You might have it all by yourself tomorrow. We'll see. Well, it depends if we're Ooh. in the plane or not. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a short one. <laughs> um, next weekend, we got we got your six and six picture playtime with Ethan. Michael Madsen and oh, yeah. Ethan Wooten. Yep. This is Mr. Jim Anthony with Let's Go for a Drive. Got my foot on the gas, got both feet on the dash I play your favorite song, you start to sing along Windows roll down, your ponytail up We've got today, let's get lost in us There's a detour sign up ahead on County Road 9 Let's see where it goes, maybe we'll find That list of things to do, can't wait another day We've got an open road and some memories to make And maybe we should go down the river road Where the fields in the valley look like a priceless Van Gogh Take the long way home, turn off these phones Listen to the wind and the radio Cruising down these back roads where everything Yeah, just take 
taking our time, soaking sunshine, top down cruise on GPS off just us an open road in a clear blue sky. Let's go for a drive. Farmer hauling hay in a beat up Chevrolet, doing 25 in the 65. Not a worry on his mind, no hurry, he's just fine. Sitting back and waving at the tail lights gone by. He is everything he needs, that reminds me so do we. Let's sit back, just relax, chase those white lines. We can use a little break from that backed up interstate. Country road status quo is just the right pace Then watch the sun go down on the edge of town Disappear from the sky and melt into the ground Take the long way home, turn off these phones Listen to the wind and the radio Cruising down these back roads where everything Just taking our time under a moonlit sky Top down cruise on GPS off Just us an open road and some northern lights Let's go for a drive We just might end up lost but alone